0: Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Our last section on angels. This one is Gabriel, the angel of prophecy. Let's start with prayer. Dear Jesus, we pray for thy Holy Spirit to guide us in our studies this morning and that those who are here with me would be mightily blessed. In your name. Amen. We're going to begin in Luke chapter 1, verse 19. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, to show thee these glad tidings. Gabriel stands in the presence of God. Desire of Ages, pages 98 and 99. To the question of Zacharias, the angel said, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, And to show thee these glad tidings, five hundred years before, Gabriel had made known to Daniel the prophet, period which was to, I'm sorry, Gabriel had made known to Daniel the prophetic period, which was to extend to the coming of Christ. The knowledge that the end of this period was near had moved Zacharias to pray for the Messiah's advent. Now the very messenger through whom the prophecy was given, had come to announce its fulfillment. The words of the angel, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, show that he holds a position of high honor in the heavenly courts. When he came with a message to Daniel, he said, There is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael, or Christ, your prince. Daniel 10.21 Of Gabriel the Savior speaks in Revelation, saying that, he sent and signified by his angel unto his servant John. That's Revelation 1.1. 1, 1. And to John the angel declared, I am a fellow servant with thee and with thy brethren the prophets. Revelation 22.9. Wonderful thought that the angel who stands next in honor to the Son of God is the one chosen to open the purposes of God to sinful men. Zacharias had expressed doubt of the angel's words he was not to speak again until they were fulfilled. Behold, said the angel, Thou shalt be dumb until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. It was the duty of the priest in this service to pray for the pardon of public and national sins, and for the coming of the Messiah. But when Zacharias attempted to do this, he could not utter a word, you see what happened to him because he didn't believe the words of the angel, which were words that he was told it was an errand he was sent on. And if we don't believe God's words, we could be equally in trouble, couldn't we? So the word, his word, his Bible. All right. Now I'm going to go to Daniel nine twenty one. I have not put markers in the book, so I'm going to have to stop and look for... Daniel nine, verse twenty one. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. He appeared in vision to Daniel. And Daniel ten twenty one. Gabriel said, But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth, and there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael, your prince. There is none but Michael, or Christ, that unite with Gabriel in revealing prophecy. Revelation 1, 1 1-3 The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God, and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things that he saw, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Four Steps in Giving Prophecy, First God, Second Christ, Third the Angel, Fourth the Prophet, Desire of Ages, page 234. It was Gabriel, the angel next in rank to the Son of God, who came with the divine message to Daniel. It was Gabriel, his angel, whom Christ sent to open the future to the beloved John, and a blessing is pronounced on those who read and hear the words of the prophecy, and keep the things written therein. The Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. While the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. Amos 3, 7 Deuteronomy 29.29 God has given these things to us and his blessing will attend the reverent prayerful study of the prophetic scriptures. As the message of Christ's first advent announced the kingdom of his grace, so the message of his second advent announces the kingdom of his glory. And the second message, like the first, is based on the prophecies. The word of the angel to Daniel, relating to the last days, were to be understood in the end of time. At that time, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. The wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Daniel 12, 4 and 10. The Savior himself has given signs of his coming, and he says, When you see these things come to pass, know Ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. All right, let's see. Revelation twenty-two sixteen. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Christ's own angel. And 16 and verse six and he said unto me, These things these sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. I'm turning to the book of Luke Luke John Mark. Chapter 22, Luke 22, verse 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And Matthew 28, 2. Turning. Matthew 28, verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. So he strengthened Jesus in the garden and he called him from the grave. That's, that was Gabriel. Desire of Ages, page 693. The world's unfallen and the heavenly angels had watched with intense interest. As the conflict, speaking of Jesus in the garden, the conflict drew to its close, Satan and his confederacy of evil, the legions of apostasy watched intently this great crisis in the work of redemption. The powers of good and evil waited to see what answer would come to Christ's thrice-repeated prayer. Remember, Jesus prayed, Lord, if if possible, that this could be, take this cup from me. Angels had longed to bring relief to the divine sufferer, but this might not be. No way of escape was found for the Son of God. In this awful crisis, when everything was at stake, when the mysterious cup trembled in the hand of the sufferer, the heavens opened, a light shone forth amid the stormy darkness of the crisis hour and the mighty angel who stands in God's presence, occupying the positions from which Satan fell, came to the sight of Christ. The angel came not to take the cup from Christ's hand, but to strengthen him to drink it. With the assurance of the Father's love, he came to give power to the divine human suppliant. He pointed him to the open heavens, telling him of the souls that would be saved as a result of his sufferings. He assured him that his father is greater and more powerful than Satan, that his death would result in the utter discomfiture of Satan, and that the kingdom of this world would be given to the saints of the Most High. He told him that he would see of the travail of his soul and be satisfied, for he would see a multitude of the human race saved, eternally saved. And 779... The night of the first day of the week had worn slowly away. Remember, the night comes before day. The evening and the morning was the first day, so that was Saturday night. That was the night of the first day of the week through to Sunday morning. It had worn slowly away. The darkest hour, just before daybreak had come, Christ was still a prisoner in his narrow tomb. The great stone was in its place. The Roman seal was unbroken. The Roman guards were keeping their watch, and there were unseen watchers. Hosts of evil angels were gathered about the place. Had it been possible, the Prince of Darkness with his apostate army would have kept forever sealed the tomb that held the Son of God. But a heavenly host surrounded the sepulcher. Angels that excel in strength were guarding the tomb and waiting to welcome the Prince of Life. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the lord descended from heaven clothed with the panoply of god this angel left the heavenly courts the bright beams of god's glory went before him and illuminated his pathway his countenance was like lightning and his arraignment white as snow and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men and they all passed out okay now priests and rulers where is the power of your guard brave soldiers that have never been afraid of human power are now as captives taken without sword or spear. The face they look upon is not the face of mortal warrior. It is the face of the mightiest of the Lord's host. The messenger is he who fills the position from which Satan fell. It is he who on the hills of Bethlehem proclaimed Christ's birth. The earth trembles as he approaches. The hosts of the darkness flee. And as he rolls away the stone, heaven seems to come down to earth. The soldiers see him, removing the stone as he would a pebble, and hear him cry, Son of God, come forth, thy Father calls thee. They say, Jesus, come forth from the grave, and hear him proclaim over the rent sepulchre, I am the resurrection and the life. And as he comes forth, in majesty and glory, the angel host bow low in adoration before the Redeemer and welcome him with songs of praise. Oh, that's very moving to me. Okay, now I'm going to Daniel 8, 15 to 25. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Eli. Which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O man, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now, as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground, but he touched me and set me upright, and he said, Behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation, for at the time appointed the end shall be. The ram which thou sawest, having two horns, are the kings of Media and Persia, and the rough goat is the king of Grecia, and the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Now, that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding, dark sentences, shall stand up. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper in practice. And shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against a prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. And Daniel 9, 21 to 26. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me, and said, O oh Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. And he informed me and talked with me. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous times. I want to stop right there. Because right here is where a whole lot of people get in trouble. He just said that from the the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem, not the temple, but Jerusalem, to the to the Prince to the Messiah, was seven weeks and three score and two weeks, in other words, sixty nine weeks of days, of years. That uh, and some people take that one week, where the Messiah the Prince came, and they throw it down to the end of the twenty three hundred years. And they call it the time of tribulation. But when they do that, they mess up the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah. And I just wanted to add that. I don't want to go any further on that. Okay, so after three score and two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. Okay. Now I'm going to read not only that not only reveals prophecy, but explains it to the prophet. So that's what Gabriel did. He revealed the future, and he explained it. Daniel ten twenty and eleven one. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? Now will I return to fight with the Prince of Persia, and when I am gone forth, lo the Prince of Grisha shall come. And eleven one. Also, I, in the first year of Darius the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. So, uh, Gabriel the angel also influences individuals, such as the princes that he was fighting with, to, in Kings, he influences individuals to work for the fulfillment of the prophecy. Prophets and Kings, page 571 or 572. While Satan was striving to influence the highest powers in the kingdom of Medo-Persia to show disfavor to God's people, angels worked in behalf of the exiles. The controversy was one in which all heaven was interested. Through the prophet Daniel, we are given a glimpse of this mighty struggle between the forces of good and the forces of evil. For three weeks, Gabriel wrestled with the powers of darkness, seeking to counteract the influences at work on the mind of Cyrus. And before the contest closed, Christ himself came to Gabriel's aid. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, Gabriel declares. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. All that heaven could do in behalf of the people of God was done. The victory was finally gained. The forces of the enemy were held in check all the days of Cyrus and all the days of his son, Cambyses who reigned about seven and a half years. Okay. Isaiah, chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. That was a prophecy in Isaiah. Luke 1. Now we're going to read the fulfillment I expect. Luke chapter 1. verses twenty six to thirty eight luke one twenty six to thirty eight and in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came in unto her and said, "Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women." And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. That tells us that the Holy Ghost is the highest, which is God, the Holy Spirit of God, It was his father, not the... Oh, never mind. Let me go back to reading. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee When the time came for the fulfillment of the prophecy that we read in Isaiah, Gabriel announced the fact to one who should fulfill it. We're going to Luke 1, 5 through 5-20. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Ab- Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. They had no child. Because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years, it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude of the people were praying out at the time of incense without at the time of incense and there appeared unto him an angel of the lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense and when Zacharias saw him he was troubled and fear fell upon him but the angel said unto him fear not zacharias for thy prayer is heard and thy wife elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name john and thou shalt have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth i just have to stop for a second He said Zechariah's prayer was heard. Here they were in their, what, 80s? I don't know how old. They were old. And here, was he still praying for a son? I don't know. It just says your prayer was heard. And your wife shall bear a son. That's pretty amazing. It shows a lot of faith, doesn't it? Anyway. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering him said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season." Gabriel comes from the presence of God to the one interested in the fulfillment of prophecy. Genesis 24, 1-48. Genesis 24, 1-48. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord thy God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country, to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me into this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again, the Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that sware unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son again thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and sware to him concerning this matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and he went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. He said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. Let it come to pass, that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for my servant Isaac. Thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that, behold, Rebekah came out, who was born of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her, She went down to the well, and filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her, and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted, and let down her pitcher upon her hand, and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also, until they have done drinking. And she hasted, and emptied her pitcher into the trough, and ran again into the well to draw water, and drew for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, held his peace, to wit, whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. It came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of a half a shekel weight, and two bracelets for her hand of ten shekels' worth of gold, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. And she said, Moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough, and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master, of his mercy and his truth. I, being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house those things. And Rebekah had a brother, his name was Laban, Laban ran out to the man into the well, and it came to pass, when he saw the earrings and bracelets on his sister's hands, when he heard the words of Rebekah his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me, that he came unto the man, and, behold, he stood by the camels at the well, and he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord, wherefore standest thou without? For I, am prepared, I have prepared the house, and room for the camels. And the man came into the house, and he ungirded his camels, and gave straw and provender for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told mine errand. And he said, Speak on. And he said, I am Abraham's servant, and the Lord hath blessed my master greatly. And he has become great, and he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, men servants and maid servants, and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, And unto him hath he given all that he hath. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. Thou shalt go unto my father's house, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son. And I said unto my master, Well, peradventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee, and prosper thy way. Thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred, and of my father's house." Then shalt thou be clear from this thy oath, when thou comest to my kindred, and if they give not thee one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I cannot. I came this day unto the well, and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if now thou do prosper my way, which I go, behold, I stand by the will of water, it shall come to pass that when the virgins come forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of my pitcher to drink, and she say to me, both drink thou, and I will also draw for thy camels, for the same be the woman whom the Lord hath appointed out for my master's son. And before I had done speaking in mine heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down into the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste, and let down her pitcher from her shoulder, and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her, and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bare unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her hands, and I bowed down my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me to the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. His angel goes before the one interested in carrying out the plan of God. And uh, that was Gabriel, apparently, that went before Abraham's servant to help him find a wife for Isaac. And our last reference today, Revelation 22 9. Revelation 22 9. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God, the fellow servants of John, the prophets, and those who keep the sayings of Revelation. Gabriel is the servant and will go before the individual who will give his life to assist in fulfilling the prophecies of Revelation, which I believe is you and me, brothers and sisters. We can assist in fulfilling the prophecies of Revelation. And our part, I believe, for the times in which we live, is the three angels' messages. And we're going to begin studying tomorrow the sanctuary service. And that's going to start getting pretty deep, pretty fast. And we've got to be ready to go carefully through it all. So let me quickly summarize what we learned today about Gabriel. He stands in the presence of God. He appeared in vision to Daniel. He said there was none but Michael or Christ that stood with him. That there are four steps in giving prophecy and revelation. God gave to Christ, who gave to his angel, who gave to the prophet. That, and Gabriel is Christ's own angel. That that angel that Christ gave it to was, was Gabriel. So, I hope I'm not making a leap there. It was Christ's own angel. He strengthened Jesus in the garden. He called him from the grave. He reveals prophecy, and he explains prophecy. He influences individuals to work for the fulfillment of the prophecy. When the time came for the fulfillment, he announced the fact to the one who should fulfill it. He comes from the presence of God to the one interested in the fulfillment of prophecy. His angel goes before the one interested in carrying out the plan of God. He is the fellow servant of John the prophet and the prophets, and those, which could be us, who keep the sayings of Revelation. Gabriel is a servant and will go before the individual, which can also be us, who will give his life to assist in fulfilling the prophecies of Revelation. All right, that's our study for today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, for Gabriel. Thank you for our own personal guardian angels. I pray you would impress us with thy Holy Spirit. Help us to be tender to the guidance our angels wish to give us, that we might be willing to cooperate. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. right, brothers and sisters? God bless you today, and may you go forth and fulfill the prophecies of revelation in your life. I'll see you in the morning.